Hi, and welcome once again to What's the Damage? Companion show to the incredibly well-known and popular actual play D&D stream, A Roll for Damage, now with, with extra vitamin LGBT. Happy Pride Month, guys. Yay, I'm gonna be rainbow all month and we're doing um, a charity stream as you probably saw on Friday uh, for every for every uh, crit 20 and crit, and crit fail, yeah. <laughs> For every good thing and really bad thing, we're donating a buck to charities. So uh, that was cool. We did very well on Friday. Anyway, speaking of Friday, the Shields of Twilight had a nice little hike that episode as they ventured into the forest in search of the mysterious corruption um, that was infecting themselves and others. As the party members got into first a physical fight and then a, a verbal fight with some plants, uh, they crept deeper into the forest and discovered that this strange corruption was not affecting just people, but was also affecting like the natural world. It was really weird and gross. Then there was an attack. They were confronted with some really weird plants fungus chicken nugget creatures uh they did triumph against these um chicken abomination and they were able to clear the corruption um from this little part of the woods but more questions still remain as the disfiguration that they are suffering from has not faded yet and there is someone or something in the forest calling themselves the mother lurking in these woods uh we'll be talking about that very shortly and then later we'll be talking about about opening scenes and getting the party all introduced should be fun. As always, stick around at the stream for interesting stuff, useful links, and cool places to send your money. I'm your host, Truth Benson, and this is What's the Damage? Welcome back. I am joined today by two lovely guests. We've got Chad, who plays Quinn. We've got Laura, who plays Peregrine. How are you guys doing today? It's, it's a lovely June day. Hooray. <laughs> Yay. Anyway, so you guys spent the majority of this episode fighting some um, possessed growth fungus things. What's mm -hmm. the damage? Um, they was gross. <laughs> that's that's basically like the long and short version gross as hell i, mean, I see pretty accurate actually yeah awesome 
So, uh, it's been a little while since you were on the stream, I think. Welcome back. Uh, it's been like at least three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's because you weren't here for the longest time, so I'm kind of like used to you not being on the stream now. You're always wow. such a joy when you're always such a joy when you are here. It's like a little wow. treat. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we missed you. Uh, so, did Perry have fun in the woods making friends with plants and having slightly uncomfortable discussions with plants? I mean, she kind of expected the reaction from the tree. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, because player knows DM. Uh, but also, like, Perry has a sort of weird relationship with civilization versus nature. Mm -hmm. Because where she's from, we just live in it, and it's fine. Um, but, you know, everywhere else kind of cuts in. Um, but she was so focused on what she had seen in that vision and what they could be coming across that she wasn't super focused on the tree situation. She's mm -hmm. like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I understand civilization like, yeah, bad nature good people are assholes i'm sorry no i try to get people to be de be better yeah Ugh. even the fantasy world deforestation is still an issue sadly <laughs> can't escape it um anyway so yeah a lot has happened since uh you were on the show actually uh not necessarily to Peregrine, but definitely around her. There yes. were mind slayers, then Quinn almost died, yeah. and Baltane got himself enslaved, and there was a pit fight. There was some drama with Oriana. Um, so much. Can we so have Perry's perspective on all the shit that's happened? <laughs> I mean, her big concern is, especially after being in the jungle and sort of being initiated, is mm -hmm. that these people are now part of her tribe so god help you and for her tribe means family and she doesn't want to see anything bad happen to them and all of the infighting and all of the constant conflict was tearing them apart quite literally destroying them and that sort of fear sort of set in for her and so she got really quiet at first because she felt like because Quinn is the only one who's like really ever jumped to her defense she started to partially feel like no 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 this is my fault like mm -hmm. this is my fault I'm gonna have to you know take a step back but every time she did something worse would happen things would get worse something somebody would say something somebody would do something and then the conflict with Oriana just sort of came to a head and part of it was she started to notice that people were treating her like she hated the rest of the party except for Quinn. And that's not true. Um, mm -hmm. She loves them like family. And if you know what that means, they're going to fight like family. Um, so for her, it was, it was a lot of, we have to fix this. It is now or never, this is make or break. Either we come together or the darkness is going to consume us all. And so for her, that's sort of been the, the, the big fear. Mm -hmm. And now she feels like, okay, we've had this talk. We had that fight in the pit fight. And, you know, if the other, if the other group hadn't been so much faster than us, we had a really good plan and we didn't argue. We didn't fight about it. We were like, okay, this is the plan. All right, we're going to do this. And then, you know, we were slower than them and got our asses kicked. It happens. But it happens and it was like if we were gonna get our asses kicked I, at least it happened somewhere where there were clerics 
Mm-hmm. And no real consequences. And no real, well, I mean, except for like gross absence. Yeah. Um, it's not hurting you, it's benign. Yeah. Plus, we kind of, we kind of, we think murdered the source, at least mm-hmm. locally. We totally so didn't. I, I 100% don't think that locally, we totally the source. Locally. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Not the total source, no, but like whatever caused it locally, we may have, we may or may not have cleared up because it stopped. So Me. that we'll may, see. you know, also clear up your skin and such. For clear skin, slay things in the forest that look like they came out of the color of space. Good exercise, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's good for skin, right? I don't know. Um, <laughs> is exercise good for skin? I'm pretty sure it is. Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you for confirming. Anyway, so um, so after Quinn sort of died, sorry, we're we're going through the last like four episodes because so much has happened. Um, we do a lot so, of shit. We do. You do a lot of Maybe shit. You've done a lot of shit recently too. Is everything's been very jam packed and exciting. Yes. Um, but I wanted to talk to you uh, specifically because after Quinn died and Din died, uh, got nommed on but not to death um <laughs> perry and Valtine both reacted extremely extremely um emotionally mm-hmm. with uh violent rage so i kind of wanted to hear about that because we've spoken to Valtine about that mm-hmm. i think it was sort of like a final straw here we are mm-hmm. again every we this is like a series of we just had this conversation about how we need to stop dying like it's ridiculous how much we die. And and part of that was fury at what had she thought killed Quinn. Mm-hmm. And part of that was fury at the group for failing to work together because she feels like that's what happened. Somebody either is not participating or somebody is thinking only of themselves or we're just not working as a team. And we know that we can, we have done it before. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like a two part sort of, I, I really like, I, I for real thought we were gonna have like a bad wild magic surge. I mean, like Perry was gonna literally explode um, uh-huh. because for her, it was the impact of there's nothing we can do. Even if I had a diamond, there was nothing I could do. Mm-hmm. And for her, that was infuriating because she super hates to feel powerless. And that's where she was. Gotcha. Very kind of trapped animal response. Yeah. Yeah. Good shit. Makes sense. <laughs> Good shit. Um, Nobody so, puts Perry in the corner. No. Or they get bit. They get mauled or potentially like sucked into a black hole, either or. A lot of stuff could happen. That's the, <laughs> Things that's, happen that's when the Perry problem. gets upset. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has a very unpredictable way of hulking out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this has been a bit of a whirlwind. Um, your characters, Quinn and Perry, are they feeling at all overwhelmed or have they become accustomed to kind of this being their life, the constant uh, cascade of weird things? <laughs> I don't really think Quinn is feeling overwhelmed. I'm not sure if he's capable of feeling overwhelmed anymore because <laughs> when his whole thing started, he was it was literally at the worst day of his entire life, like when his, when his whole story starts off, you know? And then he just gets into 
progressively stranger and stranger and stranger things. And it, I, you know, he said this before in character is at this point, he has to either accept that this is just what his life is, or he's gone crazy. And this is all some sort of hallucination. And he's just lying somewhere drooling while dreaming up all this madness. So it's this, this is just his day to day. Now it's just become, I mean, it's just become every time something completely messed up happens, he just sort of has to think, yo, yeah, no, of course that, of course that's what happened. Yeah, okay. no, the ground yeah, grew tumors and the tumors tried to kill us. Yeah, sure, sure it did. Why wouldn't it? Why is that not what happens today? I mean, yeah, what, what's next? Oh, oh boy. And now those things in like robes are trying to suck the life out of as well. Oh boy. And those trees look like fleshy things. Oh yes, this is, this is exactly how my day was going to go. Exactly. When I woke up this morning, I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to kick the shit out of some chicken nuggets in the middle of a flesh forest because that is my life now. So yeah, he can't really be overwhelmed because he's just sort of like, whatever it is, he just expects, yeah, of course, the weirdest possible thing is what's happening right now. Why the hell not? They, they say you can get used to anything. And that's kind of where he's at. He's just trying <laughs> to get used to anything. Yeah, I mean, for Perry, like, she was always told the world outside the forest was unsafe. Hmm. She was like, okay, yeah, no, there are bears out there. Um, it's, you know, I, I know to be careful about the bears. It's fine. Um, I love that sort of go-to. Like, yeah, no, of course there's bears out there. Sure, that's that's like the end-all, be-all of danger. Okay, great. Well, I mean, for her, it kind of was. Because, I like, understand. she... I mean, she had barely left that village and like, she was like aware of like, okay, so occasionally a hunter doesn't come back or occasionally something bad gets in. But for her, the extent of what was dangerous was the natural world itself. And for her, that's just a part of life. That's balance. And now, okay, so something tried to eat Quinn's brain. And also we fought a dragon sort of, and oh yeah, there were those, those, those chimera things and there's this and there's that. And so for her, it's sort of like a, if she takes it day by day, she's okay. And that's part of mm -hmm. why she draws everything. Like if she sits down and she draws it and she's, okay, this was real, it happened, mm -hmm. deal with it. Then she can move on. But if she stopped too long, to just start contemplating the gravity of the situation, she might start to have a panic attack. Maybe. And then a black hole develops and we all die oh, in campaign. And everybody stops being able to breathe. Uh <laughs> Suddenly we're shunted to the vacuum of space. Oopsie. Okay. Whoops. Quinn would just be like, well, this is my life now. Um, yeah, Quinn would be like, oh yeah, this doesn't surprise nope. me. Nope, this is totally how I die. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Sure. Just, why not? The droid went crazy. It's fine. Yeah, I mean that's kind of uh, he's just rationalizing everything. Oh yeah, sure. Of course this is happening. And now I suffocate in a void. Goodbye. Uh, <laughs> goodbye, cruel world. It's weird. quiet now. <laughs> I appreciate that. One moment of peace <laughs> before yeah. it all ends. Um, anyway, so uh, before we move on, I wanted to get you both to talk about the pit fight. Um, briefly if you'll mm -hmm. cast your memories back did you guys have fun it looked fun 
aside from getting the holy ever loving shit kicked out of us yeah because it was a good way to try and figure out you know how how we'd be able to actually work together and like laura said earlier we made a plan we had a good plan and the best part about that plan was that nobody was bickering about the plan for like seven hours all the way leading up to the fight Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. instead of instead of running into constant no i don't want to do that or no i don't like that idea it was just we were compound it was like a nice roundabout yes and you know like everybody's like yeah we can do that and also Mm -hmm. this thing and also this thing and if this happens we can do this thing like we were just Mm -hmm. throwing contingencies out there like we were we were doing planning the way you should do by taking a handful of spaghetti yeet it at a wall and see what actually sticks because all the options were on the table and it's like for once there were no bad ideas you know like everything was something that could be used or could be worked with or something and there was no stone wall of i don't want to do that it was all yeah okay let's do that and i can also contribute in this way so that was the best part about it is we did have that plan it did not work but we had it you know we had it and that's what matters would it have been fun more fun if we had been able to do more yes I mean, yeah, if the initial word didn't dogpile us real hard. Um, But, you know, we were all slow. So, and Mm -hmm. it was just a confluence of a lot of things. Um, But it was nice to have the party sit down and say, okay, well, I know I can do this and this. Would you rather me do this one or this one? And what will work better? Mm -hmm. As opposed to just constantly butting heads with each other. And also it was kind of interesting to have Perry be the last person standing um what Perry a bad bitch <laughs> um but anyway I enjoyed it I combat is never my favorite part of D&D um mm. I don't know a lot of people who love combat that much either. anyway but for us to get to like sit down as a group and say okay this is the plan and then to try to execute that plan and not hate each other about it was excellent and it sort of it felt like something that was bringing us together mm-hmm. which i really enjoyed because we've been bickering for so long yeah interesting um so what did you guys think about like the revelation of blood magic and the fate of that guy you were all looking for and that mysterious stranger who pulled the tackle out of that guy's head that was pretty weird hmm I mean, yeah. I don't ha- I don't know how many opinions I have because in you know for Quinn it's just yeah sure that happened yeah Quinn, As, Quinn's fine Quinn's rolling I mean, with it well like he wasn't there to really see any of what was going on mm-hmm. so what, it's basically like your friend tells you a really bizarre story and you just have to listen like that's messed up mm-hmm. and then just like that's that's really all your reaction <laughs> is because you can't really yeah. process in great detail the things you weren't there because the crazier mm-hmm. it gets the more you literally have to be there to really mm-hmm. understand it so for him he's just like yeah that's messed up um sure that's gonna come back and <laughs> kick us in the ass later on so yeah he doesn't really have much about it meanwhile perry who was there i would love to hear her mm-hmm. thoughts i mean perry was shocked and her initial thought was oh shit we were too late and this guy has killed this guy well damn um but also like there was that moment of tension where Perry was literally just watching to see what Lex was going to do. Mm-hmm. 
because this wasn't like when they came rolling into the Oshiden village and all she saw was someone killing one of her people and she flew into a blind rage. It, it's kind of funny because for some reason that moment has always like made people think Perry's like crazy impulsive. I'm like she's not Baltaim, man. It's it's it it was one moment of like instinct. Well, my people are in danger. I'm gonna protect them. But for her, she was like, I'm not gonna like roll in on this guy and just oh, I'm about to maul somebody in front of Lex. It's fine. Um she was sort of I, taking her cues. Um so I, like I don't no, know how I'm the comparison not... comes between her and Baltaim because I mean Perry <laughs> did one impulsive thing one time when I'm in a very emotional moment of blind rage. Meanwhile, Baltaim is like, was that free? I'll drink it. What is it? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Hmm, tastes acidic. Oh my god, my throat's burning. But mm. oh no, acid damage. Um <laughs> Oh no. Um, this is when we find the acid that Dobby was always looking for and oh, never found. RIP Dobby. <laughs> always too soon. Always too soon. Oh no. Um, uh, anyway, I'm sorry. Go on. I just had no, to. No, no, no. It's fine. Um, but for like Perry, she wasn't going to like give this guy her name unless she thought it was safe. Mm-hmm. Like she's not going to like, she was trying very hard to not do anything really stupid. Because she felt like, okay, well, we messaged Lex and we told her what was going on. We did a smart thing for a change, like a really mm-hmm. smart thing. Um, because had we rolled in there without her and without any information, shit would have gotten ugly. I, I just, I know our party should have gotten really ugly. Um, so like Perry's like, okay, well, let's just build on the smart thing. If, if Lex draws her gun, then I'll attack. But as long as we're all copacetic here, this guy's creepy and he scares the shit mm. out of me, but he's not attacking me. And that's what matters. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to listen and I'm going to watch and I'm going to observe and, and, and take this in rather than, you know, balls to the wall. Well, I guess I'm going to eat this son of a bitch. Um, so I was really interested and I'm super interested in where this whole blood magic thing is coming from. Cause that's going to be just, delightful i could just feel it um but like i thought it was a really cool revelation and Mm -hmm. and and it didn't feel like a loss that we found the guy and he was already dead because like i we weren't going to find that guy alive i really don't think we were um i mean i could be wrong we could have been you know maybe if we were faster we'd have found him but i really don't think we would have so it didn't feel like losing to find that guy dead with the other guy so i enjoyed it and I'm intrigued, but I'm always intrigued. So, yeah, that was that did seem like a very like relevant plot point that got dropped there. I think we're all pretty excited to see where that goes. Um, awesome. So, uh, moving on to uh, the actual episode, which happened on Friday <laughs> instead of the previous episodes. Um, 23 minutes in let's get to this week <laughs> look a lot has happened a lot has happened we we, stuff stays happening to us it really yeah. does and happening. we stay doing stuff so you, we stay doing that should be our slogan shields of twilight we stay doing <laughs> we stuff stay doing stuff oh uh, yeah put oh, make a t-shirt out of it mm-hmm. yeah that'll be the <laughs> second shirt shield of twilight yeah. we stay doing stuff <laughs> wonderful um cool beans so uh perry was not the only one to have a close encounter with a plant um bastard what's it like being knobbed on by an fern i feel like i feel like 
Quinn's getting bit by a lot of things. Yeah, it's it's an unfortunate trend. I don't like it. And I didn't mm-hmm. like that that plant just decided to bite me when I didn't do anything to said plant. I wasn't the one that was hacking away at nature. I was just sort of walking through nature. And, you know, the guy who was just destroying things and trying to deforest stuff with a sword was left unscathed. Blue jerk. <laughs> they were scared of his sword. Look, he established dominance. <laughs> I suppose so. I mean... I get, in a way, that does make sense. The plant, ah, we fear the bloom with the sharp blade. Quickly, let us, quickly, let us bite the ginger with the blunt instrument. He is no threat to us. I mean, he hasn't hit anything yet, so. I know, damn it, I'm well aware. (laughs) Awesome. Um, So what was it like for Perry, um, like as a druid, seeing the natural world be so weird and fucked up in this way? Supremely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and for her, deeply disturbing. Like she has grown up her entire life respecting the natural order of things. Like death doesn't bother her except when it's her friends and it should be preventable. Like she accepts death is a part of life. Mm-hmm nature is a part of life but to see for her part of it was to see that something had literally corrupted nature in such a way and to not know how to fix it was terrifying because she spent her life cultivating this relationship with the natural world Like I'm good at growing things and I understand animals and I get all of this. This is wrong. It should never be like this ever. And for her, like now she is constantly going to be thinking about who the is the mother and how do I stop them? Like Mm -hmm. who did this? This is an aberration. This is abhorrent and it must be stopped. Cleansed. Huh. Well, I'm sure we'll find out. <laughs> anyway, um, let's talk about your grand fight with the evil raw chicken creatures. Yes. Yeah. Those things Oof. were just... That was a rough fight. It like was, a really yeah. rough fight. No, you uh, died, though. No, Nobody for died. once, everybody lives. Um, I mean, it was a really interesting fight because it was like trying to get into a, in a into a position where we weren't going to get struck by lightning or mm-hmm. hit by some sort of acid cloud or <laughs> have, you know, some sort of actually dangerous tumorous growths happen to us. Mm-hmm. It was really difficult. Yeah, I agree. But like the thing that was getting for me is those things they hit like trucks Mm -hmm. falling out of buildings and then the buildings themselves as well falling after said truck. But, you know, the whole double up on healing meant that, you know, my little bitty lay on hands pool was bringing people back to their Mm -hmm. full health in just like one boop. So that was an interesting thing to try and figure out a way around like okay now i see this is this is how things are going to work i know what my job is if i can't hit stuff at least i can keep people alive yeah Mm -hmm. i mean once we sort of like accepted the danger of healing like okay well somebody's gonna have to make a con save but okay do you want to be alive and maybe ugly or dead 
make your choice priorities prioritize here mm-hmm. folks um like i was super excited to do like a neat call lightning in the middle of a storm and then i lost concentration uh, <laughs> it happens it does it happens to the best of us sad i've been i've been a druid in another game and i tried doing that lightning bear life it's fucking sweet while it, it lasts but yeah. it is always fleeting very fleeting but I did have a cool moment where I got to grab lightning from the sky and mm-hmm. call it down. It was fun. You did. It was um, dope as hell. I super enjoy like getting to do that kind of flavor shit when mm-hmm. I'm when I'm casting. So that was exciting for me. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, so you guys were victorious against these mushrooms. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, tumors against these uh, forest tumors. And you did manage to um, excise this little infection, mm-hmm. but your gross remain, there are still some loose ends. How deep do you think this corruption goes? Like Laura was talking about a little bit earlier, like we've probably not seen the last of this, right? Oh Lord, no. Yeah. I mean, fingers crossed, we've seen the last <laughs> of it in our general vicinity for the moment, you know, like, that's at least what I'm hoping since after we destroyed the stuff that was in the area, things started going yeah. back to a normal jungle and not this, you know, horrid, you know, flesh forest thing, mm-hmm. which just sounds like the name of the worst porn store. And mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, I go in. <laughs> I mean, I'd go in just for the experience alone, but you know. I mean, I would go in for it's because as a bucket list item, went to an important store called Flesh Forest. Check. I can die now. But I mean, like for, from, you know, at least the perspective in the moment, after we destroyed these things, everything went back to normal. Mm-hmm. So my thought is for the moment, locally, fingers crossed yet again, we should be done with this at this time. Overall, hells no all nine hells no we are not done with this thing like there is going to be more it is going to be messed up and whoever this mother is is terrible and we're going to have to find out what that is and i don't know reason with it kill it get something else to kill it those are usually the options that we have so one of those things is probably going to happen one of these days and i'm looking Mm -hmm. forward to seeing how any of that is able to play out so yes yeah messed up we're definitely not done with this. There is no way that we just, oh, well, you, you got rid of the gross, gross mm-hmm. and the chicken nuggets. It's fine. Congratulations. Uh, you solved my corrupted forest puzzle. <laughs> Move on and get your prize. Yeah, that's that's not happening. Um, that is not this DM. Like, not Harry's by a damn already drawing some, some conclusions or at least mm-hmm. coming up with some theories. Um, I have to check my notes to see if she drew something specific in her journal um, to see how much she recalls about that. Um, but we'll see after we start next week or this week. Um, but I know we're not done with that. Just like we're not done with whatever that shit was that was making us all super ragey in the jungle. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always more to it. Um, I know the DM doesn't give us combat for combat's sake. Um, or cosmic horror for cosmic horror's sake without it actually i mean maybe a little bit of that maybe a tiny bit of cosmic horror let's be fair let's be fair (laughs) she'll give a little bit of cosmic horror just for the sake of i'm gonna fuck with these people the cosmic horror like yeah that's that's exactly the kind of person she is but like there was quinn's brain in the jar situation yes that thing um (laughs) 
the brain in the jar. But um, I I know that there is more out there. There's more to do. Um, Got to dig in the pockets of those weird Roby things and see if anything's mm-hmm. left in them. Um, and take bits back to the temple mm-hmm. uh, for analysis. Um, I am looking forward to seeing what the heck it is. Uh, I am also terrified of what the heck it might be. Uh, given, you know, when when shit is super bad, it tends to take one of us and make us attack the others. Um, but I'm interested to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Do you think, um, would your characters be inclined to, like, stick around and try to hunt down the mother or to move on if possible? I think that we know there's enough going on elsewhere that unless we can find an actual like if, if we can find actionable intel mm-hmm. on this mother thing that is in the area or something that will lead us directly to something where we can you know cut this off and put a stop to it in a more permanent fashion then yeah maybe but there's enough going on otherwise and we've got enough irons in the fire that we know that our time while it's not it, it's not short where we are, we are overall on kind of a clock. So we will need to go somewhere else to take care of the rest of our stuff at some point. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, without a serious hard fast lead right where we are, then I don't think we would. Um, bad news, Perry's gonna fixate. Just saying. Oh, of course she is. It's her thing. Carrie's um, like the mother is my nemesis now. I'm I'm sorry, but uh, something has done some catastrophic damage to nature. Everything is corrupted, and um, it's my job to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Perry will fixate. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, she won't fixate to the point that if there's literally nothing we can do, um, she'll just sit there and wait for something to happen. Right, um, because she recognizes the greater world, but she's going to insist that we dig. Oh no, um, of course we are. This is one, one of the... those she's standing her ground. Um, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like of things, course. which should be interesting because yeah, we keep getting in these like moments where everybody else is like, "Well, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go." Mm-hmm. Pairs gonna be like, "No, I have to stay and look into this. We can go." After we look into this, this is important. I mm-hmm. don't think you get it. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like if we because we're going into the library at some point, that may be one of the next things we end up doing, depending on what else is actually going on in town. Because before we do any of the big let's leave town for a while activities, we wanted to go and do some serious research and figure some stuff out. So while we are there, what I'm saying is if we find something, if somebody rolls like another wonderful crit for a donation, but the good kind, and we get the perfect piece of information that we would need to go straight at whatever this mother thing is, and we could, at our current level of capability, put a stop to it, then I'm all in. But, you know, obviously we're going to look into it. It's just a matter of if we can't find anything, then it's just going to be sort of like, oh, there's nothing else we can do unless we just want to sit around and watch the plants and see if they perk up a whole lot real soon. (laughs) They perk up in a bad way. Yeah. Yeah. Perk up violently. Perk up violently. Well, I mean, we do have an errand to leave town and come back, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, something. A couple of those, actually. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, we could go do Perry's thing and then, like, move on. Depends Um, on the direction because we don't know where everything is. 
Um, I have to look at my notes for that, but um, it is not a, well, we go and we come back necessarily the way mm-hmm. that our, our favor for Aaron is. Um, so there's that. Um, Perry's pretty sure we're not going to find this in the library because it's, it seems bigger than that. Mm. Um, it seems she's, she's tying it together with something else that we've experienced, mm-hmm. um, which, uh, tune in on Friday to find out what that is. Uh, <laughs> tune in for Perry's theories. Or um, if you're me, wait until your wife leaves the other room and then pin her down with questions because she can't escape you. You're in a pandemic and she lives here. You're like, Hey babe. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, so. we, 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 we might get some like dobby and campion style like putting together the things with the pins and the, um... are we gonna get the charlie day red thread murder board oh boy uh no actually i think it's just a little bitty thing but um, it's leaves instead of little it's pins. leaves yeah yeah it's leaves <laughs> and they're tied together with like bits of twine like natural twine um leaves and vines just going into little yeah. drawings yeah um, and it's all on the side of a tree no board or anything just it's all on the side of a tree well it's all stretched out across like two trees and she's like made a board Uh literally from a board um you know (laughs) it's a it's a whole thing um okay i have to see this actually happen now this is we won't that's the thing um you've disappointed me forever and now i don't want to play no more um i mean it's her her theory is not that big and we'll (laughs) see how quickly it gets shot down um, but tune in Friday to find out. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. Okay. But, um, you know. Shrug. Okay, we do need to move on. Otherwise, we're not going to talk about this at all today. Okay, so, so for today's topic, we're going all the way back to the beginning, uh, the beginning of every campaign, where for some reason or another, a party comes together and embarks on a grand adventure. First question, how many of your campaigns have started in taverns? Well, this one. Um, mm-hmm. I want to say one. This one. Yeah. Oh, this one? Yeah. Interesting. I'm trying to think of others that I've been involved in, but yeah, I think this is, this is, uh, yeah, this is the one where we all, we all literally did meet in a tavern. Yeah. I mean, a couple of them, we sort of, we've met in carnivals, Mm-hmm. Um, we have met at Vistani campsites, um, that sort of thing. But I think this is maybe the only one that we met in a tavern. That's fun. Yeah, because, you know, the taverns sort of become the prototypical way for parties to meet, or that's been my impression, at least. Yeah, um, that's the mm-hmm. standard, you know, that's... Mm-hmm. But that's what everyone thinks of, at least, which yeah. is probably like the token influence, um, or that's my theory. It might be. Theory. It's actually a pretty good theory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, taverns that is, are uh, where you meet mysterious strangers for adventures. That's just, mm-hmm. it's where it is. Yeah. yeah, if you're in a tavern, you see a guy with a hooded cloak off in a corner watching you while smoking uh-huh. a pipe, then like, that's oh. probably a quest or something, or, you know, like, yeah. and it's extended it's out to also just... Marker. That's, that's mm-hmm. I was actually going to get to that. <laughs> it's extended <laughs> out. That influence has gone on to influence, you know, modern video games and such, where you will go to a tavern, and that's because that's where the quest given NPCs are. You know, you see all the question marks floating over their mm-hmm. heads, or you know, the little flags on the map say "Go here, talk to this guy," and you know all that. So, yeah, it's happened enough times that it has become a thing 
mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Nice. So what's like the, the most unique or the funnest way in any of your campaigns that you've hooked up with a party? Hmm. Something memorable. Hmm. I mean, there was that one time that we two people were playing a carnival game and Mm -hmm. my character walked up and noticed the carnival game was rigged and just blurted it out. Um, That was fun. Yeah. The meetup of the carnival was a lot, was a lot of fun because that was just sort of like an interesting way to do because it would, it just turned into various characters just accidentally running into one another. And then it ended in, a fight and since we were the ones with combat capabilities we all jumped up to fight the thing that was in the middle of the room and after Mm -hmm. like oh this was fun we should do this professionally (laughs) yeah Yeah, we have to solve this and then we just sort of stick together yeah Hmm. you're like we've done something weird together i guess we're friends now (laughs) yeah i mean you know you you slay one demon in the middle of a carnival and all of a sudden you've made friends for life Suddenly you've taken up a weird name about being the bane of demons and then you're just running around going, yeah, no, that's who we are. We kill demons, just so you know. And like just one so demons. far. But for fun and profit. Yeah, if you want to give us money for it, we won't say no. Mm. We will always accept cash donations. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So what's like, what do you think would be a cool, cool unique meetup idea that you want to see used sometime? I, I've done one um, a couple times when I was getting some home games off the ground. Mm-hmm. You meet in the middle of a train robbery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the way I set up is I give various characters a reason to be on this train going mm-hmm. somewhere. And then as the let's kick the tires and see how this party works thing, all of a sudden a train robbery kicks off. And because you're the people who can fight, you get to put the robbery down. Mm-hmm. But as far as what I would like to see that I have not seen before, I don't know. I kind of like, I honestly would love to see something done in the style of Clue. You know, (laughs) people show up for a dinner party. Mm -hmm because they're all given invitations by someone, either because someone is blackmailing them or because there's some sort of mystery or a will reading or something like that. And then everything gets turned on its head because something weird happens. Like that that setup, I would like to see. It'd be a really fun one shot too. Yeah, yeah, it would be. Yeah, like Clue, D&D yeah. Clue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um... It was Professor Beholder in the library with the candlestick. In hindsight, we should have suspected him all along. We should have known just all the eyes, but you know, so had those big eyes. thick glasses, like 10 <laughs> big thick glasses. It's like, it just- But they all have like single frames. So it's like- Yeah, like little monocles. With yeah, the, it's with a the, bunch yeah. of monocles. He's got 10 monocles. So many monocles. What? I mean, if it's 10 monocles, does that become- what is the plural for monocles? Like a flock of monocles? A fleet of monocles? A, de- a decacle? It would be a decacle. A decacle. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his decacles going. Oh. <laughs> suspicious. Um, Never trust them with a decacle. No. 
No, if it was like slightly less or more than that, it's the, mm-hmm. it's the decal is the problem, you know? Yeah, it's the number, that specific number. Yeah. Um, Nautical, he's cool. Is he though? Uh, I, as far as we know, we've never seen someone with a nautical okay, or a decal. Laura, what's your we're idea? Just shit up now. Um, anyway, um, I mean, I, as far as things that I haven't seen done before, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, we just did a sort of um, secondary you all meet a tavern portion to bring more characters in mm-hmm. um, to a campaign um, in which we did Magnificent Seven, basically. Um, mm-hmm. Which I'd like to see like as like a literal opening to a campaign. Um, because one, it's one of my favorite movies. And two, it's just a really cool concept of all of these disparate people coming in to do like one good thing um because it kind of i like the idea of a bonding experience um and it's a good way to if you don't have any established relationships to introduce everybody together mm-hmm. um because your general balanced party has like somebody to fill every role you know you you need this person to do organization and you need this person who is i don't know maybe a sniper um, and you need this person who is good with like educating, you know, townspeople to fight back. Um, so I was really partial to the, well, you roll up on this town and they're all, they're all these other people prepared to do battle with a hobgoblin horde, um, for these goblins. Um, and let me introduce you to who will be your party members. Um, this is like also a good way to like get a feel for what people can do. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, do you so, have one? Oh, wait, you can ask questions too. Yeah. Ha ha ha! Turn it on the host. Put the host oh, on the no. spot. Do it. Oh, um, it's weird because I definitely like think of weird scenarios all the time, but now that I've been asked, I can't think of any. Um, Boo. So down, I'm actually. Gosh. No, never. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> it stays in my brain, does not leave. Um, I mean, clearly it does. Actually, actually, I'm still kind of proud of the way that I that I opened um, the campaign that I ran that Serenity played in a while back, um, where the party actually all got kidnapped by a lich, and we sort of opened in media res with the lich being like, "Hey, I've kidnapped all of you, and I have something you want to do." here are the other people i'm not going to introduce you but you all work for me now or i'm going to kill you which i thought was fun very interesting that is a kind of fun way to do it yeah it was it was quite had like a whole like big dark dramatic reveal i was like you wake up unable to move (laughs) there's a lich that that was fun i actually want to talk about um sort of what goes into planning um an entrance or a a meetup of the camp of the party members for a campaign because there's actually a lot of different moving parts there like you've got to get everyone in the same area in a way that makes sense you need to give them a reason to talk to each other you need to introduce a plot hook um as a reason for them to work together so how do you kind of plan something like that you just sort of look at what everybody wants you know Mm -hmm. because when you've got enough going with various characters and you can dig into the backstory and find whatever is motivating them. You just ask 
what do what do they want what is this what is it that this person is after and mm -hmm. then you use that to make them go in the direction that you want them to go and get them to the point where everything starts and once you're there you just see exactly how many different things you can tie in at once without overdoing it you know like if you know that there is like i'm just going to pull various tropes out of my head if you know that there is one character who is like like the tv old tv series kung fu walking the earth looking for their lost brother okay fine you can possibly find a lead on your brother if you go here and, you know you happen to be here the lead didn't pan out but you meet these people um if you are trying to do the classic I have this thing and it must be thrown into fire and destroyed. Well, this place sure is on the way to where you got to go and chuck stuff into a fire for it to be destroyed. And, you know, while you're there, here are these people that you meet and you sure could use some help getting that thing to the fire pit, couldn't you? You know, like just figure out how you can use the players and all the characters' desires to get them to agree that it is a good idea to come together once you can mm -hmm. get them in one spot. And then you still have to count on the players being like, well, meta, I can't say no to this. Otherwise we have to start over again. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one time you really count on metagaming from your players. Like, all right, you bastards, I'm putting you, you here you to, to start to a group. Other. You have to work together. You know you, you have to work it. together. Otherwise, I got to start this whole party over again. And if I have to do that, this party's going to die spectacularly. I will turn this whole party around. Yeah. So help me, I will turn this party around right now and you'll never see Disneyland. <laughs> hey, Disneyland. You get trapped on a ride together. Hey. <laughs> um, in all fairness, a really good idea for like a, a one shot or something would actually be the haunted mansion. Yes, definitely. But you know, um, that's just or me. trapped worked, in a theme park. I work um, in the haunted mansion, so I'm biased. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things you really need to be mindful of is you need to build in something that will bond your characters together. Mm -hmm. Um. Remember that time we killed that guy? Good times. <laughs> um, like for, you know, for the Shields of Twilight, it was, well, you all kind of need to look for that guy. And also shrieking death. <laughs> um, and oh, that's another t-shirt we should make. Shields of Twilight <laughs> and also shrieking death. I'm coming with two <laughs> shirts in one night. I'm on a roll. Um, and also fake out TPK, which... <laughs> honestly is has to be one of the best ways that i've mm -hmm. ever been in a campaign to have the group bonded together mm -hmm. um because like we kind of had no choice but also like there is this sort of deep we thought we died mm -hmm. um moment that kind of ties everybody together Just a little trauma to bond Just the group together um, shared trauma does create bonds it's true um i mean you don't have to have shared trauma but it did work really well for um the current campaign mm -hmm. um but i think one of the other things that you have to do is establish some relationships mm -hmm. like it really helps if you don't all go in as seven strangers um because one of the things that worked really well for us getting together as a group in our campaign is some of us did walk in on our own like ball and i came in by ourselves but we also had the Cenric and Dobby pairing that walked in and we had mm -hmm. 
the Quinn and Oriana pairing that walked in. So we had a connection because it's, especially if you are a socially awkward person like me, having that initial meetup and not your character, not knowing anybody makes it really hard because you don't, my instinct is not to walk up to a stranger and be like, hi. Um, I mean, it's Perry's instinct oh. because she's Perry. Um, and only because like that's the only way she's going to get some information. Hi, do you know where this place is? I need to go to this place. Um, but like establishing a connection and a reason to get together is so important because otherwise it, it A, doesn't feel organic and B, mm -hmm. can lead to about three hours of a session where your players are all just staring at each other going, well, I, I buy a drink. Um, what's that funny looking goblin's name? I'm going to remember that forever um, <laughs> rather um, than, you know, oh, cool. There's the barbarian. I need to meet him. We have to form a party. Um, mm. That sort of thing. Right. Um, so I've been in games, um, usually like starting at higher levels where, where the party, where we sort of start after the party had had a couple of adventures together, like they're already a party. What do you think about that versus coming in as strangers? I think it's a, it's a good way to operate sometimes because if you're trying to get something where you don't want any kind of the, any, any kind of weird ambiguity of like the, how are they going to work out and what are they going to be able to do as mm -hmm. far as getting them together, you can always use not you meet in a tavern you met in a tavern about six months ago and you've been friends. working together as sort of like a band of mercs basically and since mm -hmm. that point and then it also gives you an excuse for your players to just sort of talk out like okay well you i this is this is the stuff that i can do this is how i would do, like this is how i would go about doing crap y'all would know this stuff yeah. it's it's a quick and dirty start for like if you don't want to have to get everybody right into the nitty gritty immediately of, all right, I need you to come with your, with, I need you to come with everything you would ever need us to know about your character prepared from the jump. It's you've been, you've been doing this for a while. Here's a job you just picked up. Cause then the focus isn't on how you guys meet and how your characters interact. The focus is on do the quest, do the job, do the thing, complete the mm -hmm. task. And then while you're doing that, it would give people time to sort of get into their character and get comfortable with what mm -hmm. they're doing and how they're doing it. And then branch it back out from there. Yeah, It is definitely a way to go. Mm -hmm. um, it can be a little bit difficult because, you know, there's this sort of assumption like, okay, well, the party's been together for six months. They know each other, but they don't. Um, that kind of leads to a little bit of like difficulty um, because like you get into your first combat and this, while your party has technically known each other for six months and it's probably fought like numerous things, mm -hmm. you don't know. You don't know somebody's fighting style. You don't know, you know, somebody's, um, you know, abilities right off the bat. So it's really on you as a player to behind the scenes at least a little bit and i'm not talking meta but like have a conversation about what we know because it's not meta to say okay well we've been traveling together for six months and you know that perry panic wild shapes like you know this it's mm -hmm. it's a thing um i mean you know no we don't need like okay well this is what we prepare every day da da da, da. Yeah. but like you do need to establish what your characters know about each other 
who is close, who butts heads all the time, who is the person that does the strategy. And it does give you sort of an opportunity to like work together to figure out, well, who are we as a party? We've been together for six months and, and we, we need to know, like, what do we do together? Um, so it can be harder, but at the same time, like Chad said, it's a lot easier at, to not have that awkwardness of, well, I don't know you at all. You know nothing about me. I am a complete stranger who does weird shit. What are we going to do about that? That's the scripture for every D&D character. A complete stranger who does weird shit. We all do weird shit. Mm-hmm. We do some weird shit. D&D is just doing weird shit with strangers. It's true. Um, <laughs> oh, like college, really. Um, a little bit. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, do, do, do. So I've, um, something I've seen some DMs do is they'll take kind of a whole episode to get the, to get the whole party together. Like everyone will have individual threads, which will get woven in. So it's sort of like a hybrid session zero than, um, than the first session two. So session zero, then the, the party meet cute. Um, <laughs> As it were, as it were, um, what you see you the meet cute in a tavern. <laughs> yeah, you meet cute in a tavern. What you get the advantages of doing this are versus like just kind of starting with the party meeting. It's an interesting idea because I like I you know I'm for the idea of having session zeros just so you can get things moving, get people comfortable. Mm-hmm and help them figure out exactly how they're going to play whatever their character is. The idea of having a bunch of people present for everyone's session zero, and then you just take that, and then you roll directly from there immediately into the actual game and just hit the ground running. It would be an interesting way to get everybody in the headspace of, Mm -hmm. you know, like, especially if you're doing like a, these are your session zeros and then you guys have been working together for a minute. The session zero would be a way of, okay, so I've seen you do that. Now I know these things about your character just because I was sitting here and listening as a human being and can extrapolate character knowledge from that point. And even if you're doing just session zero and now, and then you meet in the tavern is the next line that comes out, it would still do the same thing because then, you know, back of people's minds are going to feel like, thinking of, okay, well now here's this character. And then subconsciously, these are ways that my character would connect with said character. So then you don't have that mm-hmm. awkwardness. It's like, yeah. if you see someone out someplace and you basically, you look at you look at the person and you can kind of based on their, you know, based on their appearance, based on their body language, based on what it is they're doing, you can kind of get a read on them and you can, get information that even though descriptions from other players are going to be a great help it's not a substitute for being able to actually visually experience whatever it is so Mm -hmm. that kind of thing could actually supplement the information that a person looking at another human being would uh, would provide so that's a very interesting idea i might steal that sometime Oh, I, I like that idea a lot because of what Chad said. I mean, if you, it's, it's like when we went to the Ren Fair, we saw people and we're like, oh no, I can totally talk to this person. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, you get a feel for, oh yeah, no, they're wearing, you know, the same stuff I'm wearing, or we have this in common. 
And it also just lets you know instinctively like, okay, well, I know how I might react to that. Um, because otherwise it's all cold and it, it kind of eases you in a little bit more mm-hmm. because there's not that fro- frozen moment where you like, I don't know how I'd interact with this person or what they're doing. But if you like, see- How do you talk them- to people? Yeah. yeah. How do I people? Yeah. Um, That's my problem. How do I people? How do I people? Um, How do I talk to people? I don't know. I don't talk to people. Um, But like the idea of knowing at least on a base level, a general idea of, okay, well, I've seen them do this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. Okay. here's Here's a piece of common ground or here's a piece of contention, something to give you something to build on. Because otherwise you have to go through like maybe three or four sessions of like awkward RP around the, you know, RP around the watch until you get a feel for everyone and then things smooth out. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Um, that is our time for tonight. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. Always a delight. Um, yeah. Do I have something else I wanted to mention? I don't think so. I'll think of it in like two hours. Anyway, um, thank you. <laughs> thank you, audience. For, <laughs> we post your Discord. Thank you, audience, for tuning in once again on another beautiful Tuesday, uh, beautiful June Tuesday. Uh, tune on Friday for Perry's theories and also other things. <laughs> um, we'll be continuing our donation drive on Friday. So uh, think, think crit thoughts. We need them. But think the good crit thoughts. Please, God, think the good crit thoughts. We yeah. need more of those. We donate for either one, but we, we, yeah, we do some 20s. That's a We're happier about the 20s, though, at least if they come yeah. on our and not the DMs. End. Yeah, but the, the dollars are a cold comfort when we get the crit ones, too. They so. do make That's you feel a little true. bit better, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I failed miserably. At least Especially those double charity. net ones on a save. For a good cause. Yeah. For a good cause. Anyway, um, check out our Twitch. We have some of our older older videos still up. You can rewatch those. Check out our YouTube. We have all of our videos there. Check out our Discord. I'll be posting the thing that I'm forgetting right now there in maybe three hours. Um, the time's gone. Um, it used to be two. Look, I want to give myself enough time. I've got other that's, stuff to do at night, too. That's fair. Look, I don't. I can't only ponder this. I have homework and stuff. Um, <laughs> fair point. Wonderful. Um, we post memes there. Um, and we've got some cool stuff up on our Patreon now. We've got a little bit of behind the scenes stuff and some cosplay. So, you know, if you want to pay a buck for that, it's up there and you can look at it and it's cool. Um, check out our store. We've still got uh, t-shirts and tank tops and a mug. If I'm not misremembering that, I believe there's a mug. I'm getting there nods. There is a mug. Yes. Um, it's the a mug great does mug. exist. The mug does exist and it can be yours for like nine bucks. I don't know. An amount of money. An amount of money. <laughs> um, thank you to Sunbird and Lady Meows for doing our logo and our theme music, uh, which we use every week. It continues to be beautiful. Stick around for links. Um, we've got our donation drive link up on the tile card as well as the other normal ones. And we will see you next week. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Happy Pride. Happy Pride! Happy Pride!